0: I know we kind of almost heard one sermon already this morning with what Paul said. Um, it truly was a privilege to listen to. And I'm going to try and include some of that in what I have to say this morning. Now, I think we all can agree on something here this morning. Listening's important, it's important to how we live every day. We teach our children to listen to us. I'm not a parent yet, I don't know that firsthand, but I know that's what I was taught. (laughs) Listen to your parents. We learn to listen to God. Listening is part of the foundation of all of our relationships. It's a foundation in which all people live on. So why is it so difficult for us to do? We live in a world full of sound. From music, the sound of car engines, people slamming on their brakes and squealing tires, the sound of children arguing, or dogs barking. And those were just some of the sounds I heard this morning. (laughs) That our world's full of sound. So... It goes without saying, listening was a part of Christ's character and a large part of his ministry. And a lot of times it's easy to overlook that. So I want to ask you a question Why did Jesus choose the men he chose to be his disciples? What criteria did he use? Now, Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. And he called to them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So again I ask, what trait did Jesus see in these men that would become his disciples? What trait did he see? Was it because they had the biggest boats, top-notch fishing nets, or were successful and respectable businessmen? I think we all can answer that one. No. That by all accounts, the disciples were fairly average. And they certainly weren't rich. So you can imagine, boats are expensive today. Imagine how expensive they were back then. They probably weren't operating large boats. James and John were even repairing their nets. So let's just say they weren't top notch. And as far as respectable businessmen... These men we just talked about were fishermen. Not only that, Jesus called Levi, who was a tax collector. And even today, we don't really care for our tax collectors. (laughs) Out of all things, that got the amen. Was that, did he call them because they were educated? Strong public speakers with extensive knowledge of the scriptures. No, that's not why either. They were from Galilee. They were from an area that was looked on as kind of being a backwater. And certainly an area that no supreme, excellent, well educated teacher was going to come, nonetheless, bring 12 disciples with him. They weren't scholars. They hadn't spent time in the temple studying. So was it because they listened and responded? The simple answer is that's the one thing that happened in the story. That yes, they listened and responded. His disciples all responded when He told them to come and follow Me. When Jesus asked them to come and follow Him, they all had ears to hear. And they had hearts that were ready to receive. That putting on that new heart, a different life, a different conviction than just being a fisherman or just being a tax collector or just being average. God saw them as something special, and so did Christ. That Christ knew they were special. Because they had ears to hear. Christ's disciples were ready to hear that message. Not just hear it, but listen. Listen and respond. It impacted their lives. They didn't stay the same. So I have to ask, since this trait of listening is so important to being a disciple of Christ, why are we so bad at it? I don't mean that as condemning or accusatory. That's just a fact. We are pretty bad listeners most of the time. A lot of times, it's because we're tired. We're not prepared to listen. If you don't believe me, go listen to my sermon from two weeks ago about rest. That It's important to have rest. A lot of times... Also, it's because we can be selective in what we hear, what we listen to. Which every wife in here would say her husband has selective hearing. He can choose when he listens to you or he will choose not to. We also struggle when we're hurried, when we're busy, overburdened, distracted, Those things get in the way of our ability to be good listeners. So I want to tell you a story that goes along with this. When I was a freshman in college, I went to a youth ministry convention with some of my classmates, my professor, and one of the nights we were there, we went out to dinner. A, this was a wonderful dinner because our professor paid for it, and (laughs) Two, it was just good country food, and this was in Atlanta, that we had just a good night. And it wasn't just us, some of his friends and acquaintances, two or three, were with us. One of those was a guy, he went by the name Ron, that's not really his name, because he's Native American. But Ron, he worked with churches and worked with youth specifically, in and outside of the traditional church setting I just lost a button that um, he worked with kids on and off the reservation and we're walking down the road well not the road the sidewalk and we're headed back to the convention center and Ron stops walking and a couple of my classmates ran into him. And he says, Can you hear that? And of course, a few of us that are close enough to hear him walking nearby, What do you mean hear what? There's traffic, there's people talking, you can hear footsteps constantly, which we're stopping some of. And he says, Wait a minute. He stops, he listens. He walks back just a little bit to a little planter that's in the street, a little plot of grass that's in the sidewalk with a tree. He looks around, and then he picks something up. He opens up his hand partially, and it's a cricket. To which we all ask the obvious question, How did you hear that? He said, Because I knew what to listen for. If we aren't listening, if we aren't searching out to hear the right kinds of things, we're going to hear a whole bunch of stuff and never actually listen. If we don't have new hearts that guide us to that listening, we're not going to get the transformation that we're supposed to receive. So often we're bad at it because we aren't trained to listen. We don't practice it. We don't bring ourselves up to do it all the time. And nonetheless, to listen to something specific, to hear that one thing. And the thing is, if we don't listen for God, a lot of times we're not going to hear Him. And if we aren't in the habit of listening to Him on a regular basis... How will we recognize His voice when He does speak to us? When He does tell us, Paul, this is what you need to be doing right now. Or Roy, this is what you need to be doing with your Saturday. Or Danny, don't you know that this other person is hurting? How will we be able to recognize God's voice and what He's calling us to? what He's asking of us if we don't spend time listening to Him. Spending time in His Word. And the thing is, a big reason why we aren't doing that is we forget the first rule of listening. (laughs) The first rule of listening to God. We forget to be silent. I think it's a neat fact that The word silent and the word listen contain all the same letters. No more, no less. And I know that just happens to be the way it turned out in English, but I think God had a hand in that. That we forget to be silent. Silence is a key part of listening. But don't just take my word for it. 1 Kings chapter 19, starting in verse 9. And this is when Elijah is on the run for his life. There he came to a, a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets With a sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. A great and strong wind tore the mountain and broke it, broke in pieces, and the rocks before the Lord. There came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Now after this, Elijah follows what God would have him do. He goes. He was listening for that still, small voice. And the thing is, he was practiced at it. Because if he wasn't, how would he have recognized God's voice? He would have thought it was in the earthquake, or the wind, or the fire, but he didn't. He knew it wasn't there. Are you listening for that still, small voice this morning? Are you listening for God and have ears only for Him? And for what He would have you do? Because like the cricket in the story, you're never going to hear a cricket in the middle of a city if you're not listening for it. Likewise, in a world full of sound, how will you hear god if you aren't listening for him and you aren't practice at distinguishing his voice because the truth is not only is listening important to us as individuals to our relationship with god it's important to our relationship with each other it's crucial So many times when someone else is speaking, and I've been just as guilty as anybody else, when they're speaking, I'm thinking about what I think they're saying, but I'm more importantly thinking about how am I going to tell them, or what am I going to tell them in response? How am I going to respond to them? That so many times our brains are just turning. The gears in our head are going. We've already got our response before the person is halfway done with the thought that they're expressing. How can we respond to each other in that way? Let me tell you, we're not. Because we're not listening to each other. We're assuming what the person's going to say. We are anticipating the conversation. And we're responding to ourselves. More than we are ever responding to them. that if we want to foster the kind of community we need, the kind of community God has called us to in church, this is a fundamental part of it: listening, listening for Him, listening to him, listening to each other. Now I gave Proverbs 19:20 as the scripture reading. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. I'd say the advice we should be accepting is the advice to listen. If we're to gain wisdom, if we're to gain understanding of ourselves, of God, of each other, We have to be listening now so that we show that growth in the future. Because I wonder how different we would be if we were listening for that new heartbeat Paul was talking about. That new heart we have in Christ that taps out a rhythm of service, mercy, forgiveness, faithfulness, and love. How different would that be if we listened to that in our own chest? Because if we're aware of what that sounds like, then we know when something's wrong. We know when something isn't working right with that new heart. We know what we need to fix and where we need to go. And also, I wonder how different it would be if we listened to that heartbeat in each other. We've talked about becoming accountable recently in a Wednesday night class. How much healthier would our churches be, and how much easier would it be to be accountable if we simply listened to that new heartbeat in someone else? If we knew what that sounded like, if we knew what that looked like in their life, it'd be much easier to be able to see, and not only see what they needed, but know how to respond. To be able to take that to God, and ask Him, How do I do this? You won't even know what question to ask if you aren't listening. You won't know how to treat someone who does have something wrong with their new heart if you're not listening. And you can't even help yourself if something's wrong with that new heartbeat in your chest if you aren't listening. So this morning, as we've come together... As we've worshipped God, I hope you're listening to Him. If you haven't heard Him calling before, I hope you do this morning. That we need Him in our lives. We need this relationship of listening. If you haven't had that relationship, if you haven't had that new heart, and you want that this morning you can come forward and be baptized. If you're listening for the first time this morning to that new heartbeat and you found something just isn't right, don't leave here feeling like something's out of joint, that something isn't right. Come forward. Ask for prayer. Talk to someone before you leave and ask for prayer, encouragement. And I hope that these words today have convicted each and every one of you that if someone comes to you, listen. Together as we stand and sing. When the Savior calls, I will answer. When He calls for me, I will hear. When the Savior calls, I will answer. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening for my name.